0: I remember walking through the Las Ramblas market in um, Barcelona Mm -hmm. uh, many years ago and going and spending the equivalent, I think it was about 10 Rand on a bag full of the biggest strawberries and the best tasting strawberries I've ever had. I mean, they were literally almost, I mean, I couldn't hold it in my hand. That's how big the strawberries were. Hi, I'm Melanie Walker and this is Grounded. If gardening is your passion, this is the place to be to find out about what's happening in the gardening world. And it's in time once again for another grounded, yeah, all the stuff that's fabulous about being green and eco-viron-friendly and ecological, and I'm going to put all of those words into one, <laughs> eco-viron-green. That's one of those things. <laughs> Hi, yeah, I'm Melanie Walker, and I've got my giggle guest in the studio with me today, as we always have once a month, <laughs> Carrie Goodwin from Life is a Garden. And so good to have you back in studio it's again, looking so fresh as well.
1: I think it's this wonderful summer that we've been having. It's really just, everything's bursting with colour and there just seems like wonderful life
0: out there at the moment. It's been a very, very hot summer so far. I love the heat. So do I. I must be honest, I'd rather have hot than cold. Yes. But I, I just sometimes worry about those poor plants and the water restrictions, how they're actually handling, which is why it's always great to plant them properly the first time round and buy something which is suited to your garden.
1: Yes, and mulch. I think, you know, that's what we're just telling all our customers now. The more you can mulch your plants, and we've spoken about it so often, the more important it is. It's just going to give that extra layer of protection mm-hmm. and it just keeps your roots cool. And I think that's what people forget. They worry that the top of the plant is not looking good. But if the roots are cool, the top of the plant will perform amazingly well. Yeah. So try and remember that when you're planting, as you say, plant well, plant properly the first time.
0: And then, yeah, keep your roots as cool as possible. So, I mean, you can actually just use a, a good thick layer of compost as a mulch as well. And of course, it'll break down into the soil, which is a great thing too. Yeah. So don't be shy. If, you, if, it doesn't, if your, your budget doesn't run towards compost, well, you can use newspaper.
1: Newspaper. You know what I thought it was amazing the other day? I went, I went into one of the pine forests to go and collect pine cones because mm. that's what you do at this time of the year. You
0: do? Where are pine forests around here, Carrie? In
1: Brineston, there's quite a few oh, really? little okay. street corners that are vacant. Yeah. And I thought how, when you were talking about environmental, how naturally the, all those pine trees have p- produced their own mulch. So all the pine needles have fallen down. I saw not one little speck of base soil. It was just covered with pine needles Mm. and I thought how clever plants are that they actually are creating their own mulch so they might be molting Wrong word, but <laughs> dropping leaves, <laughs> you know. And yes. us as humans, we go and pick them up. <laughs> <instead>. Deferiorizing. <Deep-early> <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. We're creating a whole new language here. <laughs> I love that. They're molting. The pine trees are molting. They're long and thin. Uh, <laughs> I can yeah. understand that.
1: Um, but, yeah, and so nature does that. And then we try and, you know, pick it up and make it tidy. Mm. And maybe it's sometimes, especially now in the going into the holidays, to just let your garden be and
0: actually enjoy it. Absolutely. But I mean, mulch, you know, I, I can't stand it when I go anywhere and I just see bare soil. My, my mm. inner mulcher comes out and wants to go and grab things <laughs> from all over the place and go and pat it down, go and get a bag of leaves from somewhere and you know put yeah. them on the ground and make sure that there's a nice thick layer of something which is creating cool for the roots of the plant but we're talking about specific plants this week aren't we
1: well the kids activity is the best one to start oh really yes it's all about strawberries
0: yay we like strawberries
1: don't we yes we do because they taste fantastic dipped in chocolate
0: (laughs) (laughs) they taste fantastic when they're not dipped in chocolate as well i know i'm sure some people add them to salads yes for color and sushi Oh, and sushi, you right. With cream cheese. Oh, yum.
1: It's making me hungry. But let's get back to the kids' activity. Okay,
0: so, so what are you teaching the kids to do with strawberries?
1: So it's just to actually give them a whole different ideas of planting them so they could plant them in a vertical wall. Mm-hmm. So for Life as a Garden suggested maybe using gutters. Yes. Which I thought was a fabulous idea. But then I do remember at one stage somebody said to me, be careful when you're using gutters that you want to try and use food quality plastic rather than, and you could get that at your local hardware store, um, rather than just the plastic that they normally use for gutters Mm -hmm. because it is an edible product. So that was the one. The other one that they suggested is in uh, like a spiral, so you plant it in different sized pots and then you build it up to almost create a pyramid or a sphere, they called it. A Christmas tree. A Christmas tree, yes. A Christmas strawberry tree. And then it will still already have the red bubbles on it when the strawberries start
0: growing. Yeah. well, I was so. fascinated. I went to the Ball Stratoff um, trials not mm. too long ago. I mean, they just do all the trialing of the plants from overseas and see yeah. how they work here in South Africa. And they had this whole strawberry set up. And I'm like walking along and I'm going, hang on a second. Those strawberry plants have got pink and red flowers. Yeah. What's so with exciting. that? Because we're, we're used to ordinary strawberry plants having white flowers and mm. the wild strawberry or the fake strawberry having yellow flowers and those ones we don't eat. I'm thinking. How do we have pink and, and red flowers? Does the flowers look like the strawberries. Well, the, I think they breed in better and
1: just, yeah, better varieties of mm. strawberry, better taste. And with that then comes a different flower. So there are some available already on the market. Um, we, we As you said, we know the traditional selector. Mm. Then one of the other ones that I know that I think has got the pink flower is Elan. And so I think you could just look around your stores and, and the garden centers as well and see which strawberries, you know, you fancy the most and what are you growing them for? Do you want a smaller one that you're going to just eat whole or do you want one that you're going to crush up and put into ice lollies with mm. watermelon? You know, so there's so much you could actually do with the strawberries.
0: I remember walking through the Las Ramblas market in um, Barcelona uh, many years ago and Going and spending the equivalent, I think it was about 10 rand, on a bag full of the biggest strawberries oh, and the yeah. best tasting strawberries I've ever had. I mean, they were literally almost, I mean, I couldn't hold it in my hand. Yes. That's how big the strawberries oh, were. Yeah. And, I mean, the, I just was sitting and thinking, why do we get strawberries like that here in South Africa, you know? And now yeah. they are. And have you found that, I mean, because you also, you, you grow, mm. I mean, you're part of uh, peoples. So yeah. you grow lots of plants as and sell on to the various um, retailers. Yeah. Has it been a case of the people, the consumers coming in and saying, We want these things and you guys are having to go out and say, Okay, fine, we're not going yes. to breed them? I think it's
1: wonderful in one way and it's so challenging in another way. Because we have a lot of customers who do shop at your traditional grocery stores, be it checkers, pick and pay, or and then they come back and they see, you know, an orange and then they don't want the traditional orange, which would be like your navels mm. or your palmers. They tasted the one that's Karakara and they want that orange. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness gracious me, you know, Willies might've got it from somewhere local, but it's from a farmer who's produced the fruit and maybe that fruit hasn't actually become available to the nurseryman to be able to sell yet. So it actually is very challenging to try and meet the needs of the consumers. We actually have such a wide variety of fruit available to mm. us. Mm. But sometimes the trees are in such demand that the farmers buy them up and produce the fruit, but they never actually become readily available to the
0: to the people themselves But that's become a, th- a thing i mean if you think about what you could buy in the way of fruit and veggies in the mm. past and what is available now mm. i mean you know almost a half a nursery is going to be stocking kind of fruit fruit and food trees and it's become it is that way now people are trying to grow for themselves mm. and they do
1: want. No, I want to say the non-traditional ones, even you mean the amount of different fig trees that you can yes. buy now. You know, where you grew up with, I think it was black fig and white fig. Yes. Now there's
0: probably at 15 different varieties that you can put on your store. And then people come and say to you, "Um, which one will handle the cold the best? I'm like, uh, <laughs> let me go and Google that quickly, shall I?" Yes. <laughs> Wikipedia, here I come. <laughs> I was going to say, I love buying, like, I love variegated stuff. So
1: then there's a beautiful one called Tiger's Eye. Yes. And it's a variegated green and yellow. And I think, oh, that is beautiful. And then there's a um, variegated orange, orange lemon, mm. yeah, calamondin. There's a variegated calamondin yes. as well. And so there's lots of variation now. When you, so I mean, your fruit garden or your orchard or your vegetable garden could just be burst in with all these different varieties and, I mean, tomatoes. Have you seen oh the varieties goodness. of tomatoes you can choose yeah, from? Yeah, I
0: know. And I mean the seed varieties that you're getting mm. through all of these people who are doing heirloom seeds as well. Yes. I mean I know I went to a tasting some years back. And I think we tasted thirty different varieties, and those oh, were just yeah. the ones. I mean, from black ones, and I gave the the Greek tomato my <laughs> my vote of confidence at the end of it. I thought that was just the best tasting tomato I've ever had in my entire life. But it, it's an interesting thing, and it's nice to see other strawberries coming onto the market because, as we know, the yeah. only ones you could get were specifically selector. Yeah. But I mean, how how do you teach children? Why specifically teaching them how to
1: grow strawberries? Well, I think it's really fun. So the thing with strawberries is one that you. They're easy to grow. Mm. They have wonderful runners, so you can teach children about how they propagate from one plant to the other with the little runners. Mm. And then also, you know, you can teach when you're busy planting them why you're going to add bone meal to the soil to help feed them, to make them why taste better. That?
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> there we go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to taste better if you use good compost. If you add some bone meal, mm. you give them some food, like the tomato you were talking about. And then... Um, Also it teaches them patience. I Mm. think in the world that we live in today everything is so
0: instant. Oh, Everybody wants everything yesterday, it just drives me nuts.
1: And I don't think, especially kids, I don't think they actually sometimes even realise that the fruit that we eat either grows like a strawberry on the ground Mm. or grows on a tree. They just expect it to come from a a vegetable store. And so then you're actually teaching them what if you plant something like this, you are going to actually be able to get your reward at the end and the reward is going to be a juicy strawberry. So it's also different compared to planting flowers because here you're planting something edible and they can see it grow and change. And at this time, I think everything's red and green anyway,
0: so yes. why not have some red and green in your garden? Well, it's time for <laughs> strawberries and cream and champagne oh, and all that fantastic yeah. stuff It yeah. is nice and cool in the summer months. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we've got strawberries for kids. What else have you got on the menu? <laughs> then the, what other food? No, I'm joking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> The um, other things that we were talking about was still to do with um, Christmas is creating a festive wreath. Mm-hmm. So I also thought that was quite fun whether you did it with kids or not because you could use rosemary. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's nice and bendable or a bay leaf. And they said, Life as a Garden was saying, you know, go and get one of those floral oases in the wreath shape. And then you put the leaves into it. They also suggested using Num Num, the Carissa macrocarpa, because it's got the beautiful white flowers and the red berries. So you want to look for those sort of colors. And then you put it into the wreath.
0: But if you're doing it with kids, just watch out because they do have thorns.
1: Yes, exactly. And I think you might have—we've got some vicious starlings at one of our nurseries, and I'm thinking that you might have some birds wanting to come and pick at the little berries that are on your wreath, mm-hmm. even if it's on your door, your front door, because <laughs> these starlings seem to seem to be attacking us as soon as we come in the door. Mm. Um, so there's quite a nice idea to do something again festive. But being outside, getting your hands wet, now there's no soil involved because you're just wetting the Mm oasis and then slowly twisting the leaves around it. I know we did a planting activity last week And we couldn't find the wreaths, so then we actually just got little plates that were slightly deeper, about two and a half centimeters, Mm -hmm. and then we created a Christmas bowl with different succulents and then we put some celosia in to make them look like Christmas trees. And actually it was great fun and I want to say very therapeutic for all because we just put all these different things on the table and then people could choose what they wanted to plant. People can be given the same array of things you could choose from but everybody's bowl looked completely different.
0: It's nice when that happens, hey.
1: Oh, I loved it. And, you know, some of them took the pine cones and they sprayed them different colors and others had the more natural look. And then we used the succulents to make it a little bit water-wise. So there was just lots of variety. And I thought, you know, at this time of Christmas, rather try and spend your time in the garden and maybe away from the shopping
0: malls because yes. it's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not doing yourself any favors by doing that. I mean, I, no. I, I just loved the fact that the, um, I can't remember where they came out was they have like almost a chocolate box. And in each one of those little things where you would find a chocolate, you find a little succulent. Oh, what a splendid idea. So you've got this whole little tray of gorgeousness.
1: Oh, yum. And then you can go and plant them <laughs> out
0: into your garden somewhere, which I just thought was like such a great idea. And I mean, for people to be able to do that themselves and give mm. that as a present… Yeah. You know, be a little bit more thoughtful, give gifts that keep on giving, you know, and that's exactly yes. what those plants will do. Yeah. But, um, you yeah, know, I'm getting kids involved in doing things in the garden, especially with the holidays. Oh, mm. goodness gracious. I mean, those are around the corner. And I
1: think, you know, kids have already finished exams. And I think parents are wondering, what am I going to do with my kids for six weeks? But if you just give them time to explore in the garden, mm. they could spend hours out there and finding little things. You know, still the fairy gardening is quite trendy, yes. which is… um Wonderful, and I mean, we had a parent the other day saying, oh, "I'm looking for this and this and this to create a fairy garden for my daughter." So there is lots of those sort of things that are trending at the moment still mm. for your kids to be out in the garden and go and explore and look for the insects and to listen to the birds. So I think that's one of the things that Life as a Garden is trying to do. And if you are looking for any activities, if you go onto the Life as a Garden website, there are I wouldn't say hundreds of Outdoor activities mm. for kids to do in the garden and presents that they can make easily. You know, if you're doing bird feeders or, so I know as us, us as a family, we're also saying we really don't want gifts. We just want something that's thoughtful or homemade or home baked. Oh, or, no, we've got that going sort going of thing. With people. That's it. Sorry, you're not allowed <laughs> to
0: buy something. You have to actually make it. Yeah. It has to be something which is homemade and, and relevant to you and for the person that you're making it for. But, I mean, apart from anything else, I mean, if there's so many wonderful parks in Johannesburg. Oh, yes. Just to take your kid out to a park, I mean, go to one of the National Botanical Gardens or, you know, we I mean, can go to yeah. Pretoria or to, what's it, Groenkloof by Pretoria as well. Yes.
1: And, oh, and they've got lovely wildlife there. Yes. You can go cycling as well as
0: um, well, walking. There's so, so many there's... places. Instead of, like, mm. taking them to the mall, take them to a park for goodness sake, you know. Yeah.
1: Even Delta Park. I mean, yes. We spend lots of time there, and I oh, mean, it's yeah. fabulous to walk around. I, I'm surprised so. I
0: haven't seen you at uh, the park run, Kerry.
1: Oh, no <coughs> are you joking? <laughs> we just laugh at those people when we go horse riding, when we get to canter up the hills, and the cyclists are like peddling their heart out. Oh, the riders are fighting. It's deeply. always this, the cyclists <laughs> sitting there and
0: going. Oh no, we were here before the park run. So why is anybody else on? What look at these people getting in our way on a Saturday morning? And I just walk past and say, actually, we walkers were here before all of you. So just <laughs> go away already. Yeah. Okay. So what else have we got on your
1: your? So then they started looking at different gifts. So instead yeah. of going to the shopping malls, as we're saying, going to the garden centres. And what could you find for mum? And there's some lovely new varieties of mandevilla or Dipladenia out. Mm-hmm. You know the white ones. I love the fact that they all um named after. Diamonds, <laughs> jewelry. <laughs> okay. So the red one was, uh, is an opal and then the white one is a diamante and the yellow one is, uh, what's
0: yellow? Turmaline. Oh, no, it's got a lovely Garnet? Name. I don't know. I don't do jewelry so I wouldn't oh, know. Oh, but
1: it is one of the gemstones. Yes. And so I just thought, oh, that's quite exciting. And we had one of our landscapers actually, she sent us a photo of where she'd put the mandevilla in with some blue salvia and some convolvulus. Mm. So you had this lovely mm. blue and white, and white contrast in a pot. It looked incredible. And apart from
0: anything, it's such a nice color scheme to cool the garden down quite a lot as well. Mm.
1: So that was really lovely. So for ideas for mom in the garden centers, mm. I mean, there's lots of plants. And then for dad, it was maybe looking at what you can do with the compost. Yeah. You know, maybe look at bokashi or compost activators or getting a compost bin. So it was really more the recycling and kind of getting your hands dirty in the garden, maybe even some tools. Mm. You know, I think dads also do like to be out there or it's going to be some, maybe some tools for their brides or how to chop down the wood from their <laughs> trees for their bride. I think you just <laughs> buy dad some sylensia,
0: <laughs> that way he doesn't have to worry about actually <laughs> looking after a plant. Well, you know, and air plants have become
1: so popular yeah, at the moment. Yeah. So that's really, really a lovely idea. And then for your brothers, you're going to start looking at things like the um, uh, carnivorous plants. I'm not buying my brother a <laughs> venus flytrap, um, But boys will like those sort of things or the pitcher plant. Yes, young boys. Yes, young boys. And young. they're quite, um, oh, uh, I don't know what to say, oh, my brain is really not working today.
0: It's okay. It's because you so, eat too much chocolate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a, Chocolate is a wonderful stimulant. It's meant to make all those brain cells actually work. <laughs> but... Um, w- I want to say it's when you form groups together, so it's like a chat, um, yes. like Bonsai. They're very specialist growing needs Yes. and so once you get started, I know one of our managers, he loves talking about carnivorous plants and he's got a whole book and everything, he just thinks they're the best things since sliced bread and I'm like, we have five in the garden centre and that is it, we don't need any more? And he's like, no, we can grow them here and we can grow them at Peebles and I'm like, so people's we grow annuals <laughs> Yes, <laughs> we're bedding plant specialists Yes, <laughs> exactly So I think it's just, you know, one of those things that when the bug catches mm. No pun intended with a Venus
0: flytrap <laughs> ha, 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 very tall
1: Oh dear, but anyhow, so, ew, the brain is definitely <laughs> on a different wavelength <laughs> But then we go back to gifts for grandma mm. You know, grands, well, actually I always think of my gran And the three things that come to mind are African violets Yep Then the bromeliad achmir with the pink flower Yep and the other one is um rosemary, which we spoke about earlier. You know, I think she used it a lot in the cooking when she was making chicken pies or that type of thing. So but just think of your grand and what maybe she means to you and what flowers she likes. I mean a lot of us in the garden center we get a lot of grands come and visit us. Mm-hmm. So you can even ask the teams within the garden centres, you know, my grand seems to like these sort of things and could I get her a plant? Because I think sometimes you think for grands, you know, they've got everything. And actually what they'd enjoy the most is just your company or spending yeah. time with them. And so if you do take them a little flower, even if it's a something beautiful like a chrysanthemum, which keeps on giving, you know, there's lots of lovely things that
0: they can find in the garden mm. center for your grands. And of course, at this time of the year, we've got um, poinsettias.
1: Oh yes, how can I forget about those? And you know what the, yes. yeah. the poinsettias? Yes, yeah. The poinsettias—they've got the lovely. We've got the traditional red ones, mm-hmm. which I mean, always sell like hotcakes. Then you've got the white ones, which this year they're called polar bear ice, Ooh. which I thought was quite nice. And then they've got beautiful ones. Well, I think they're beautiful because I like alternative um, autumn-coloured foliage ones. Oh, okay. So it almost looked like a caramel colour or a fudge and I, mean, <laughs> I worry too much about food, but anyhow, they're just absolutely gorgeous. So I thought, you know, if you're doing a different color scheme for Christmas, maybe mm. not the red and the white and the green, and you're going to go for more earthy tones and give succulents like we've mentioned earlier as the box of chocolates, mm. that would also look really beautiful in some people's homes. So I think, oh, I'm so excited. I just delightful. can't wait to
0: get <laughs> get back to work
1: <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and share so, these ideas. Uh, get her away
0: from her caramel. Yeah, um, <laughs> right. Um, who else have we got after Granny?
1: So they didn't mention anything about the granddads. So I think we might have to think off the top of our heads what we would be giving granddad for – um, Christmas, I'm thinking... A copy of my book. <laughs> no, I'm Brilliant! No, but, I mean, that's lovely for ideas and for them to page through and mm. just look at what they can do in the garden. I was starting to think maybe along the lines of irrigations, watering cans, you know, something like that because it's therapeutic and they can do it. Well, if, if it's sometimes like me when I get home late at night, then I'll turn the irrigation on mm. or the sprayer on and then I'll go and do something else. So you know, maybe they're easily distracted so at least they can help with the garden and help our grands or our mums and at least they help in watering but they're not actually holding the hose pipe all the time because I think dads or granddads would sometimes get frustrated doing that. A kneeling pad,
0: that's a good thing for those old bones or a pair of garden clogs. Yes, Yes. Yeah. so I
1: think there's lots of lovely things that you could find in a garden centre for any family member or friend. Um, Then they also started talking, Life is a Garden was saying, well now what happens if you're going away Mm. for the holidays? What do you have to do? You know, particularly for your roses, you need to make sure your irrigation system is working properly. Mm. It's not going to get blocked up. Or if you've got roses in pots, maybe put them closer to somewhere in the shade. Yeah. Um, We've spoken about the mulch earlier. Then all your indoor plants or your more precious plants, you know, we put them in uh, with a whole lot of towels in the bottom of the bath and you put 10 centimetres of water in the bath. Right, And they should be able to survive at least two weeks or so, if not longer, in the bottom of the bath quite happily absorbing the water from the tiles and from the water that you left in the bath. Okay. The other thing is to use um, water-wise granules. So we've started using that a lot now and you can get them in little sachets at most of the garden centre tills or you can buy them in tubs of I think it's 100 grams Mm. or in even a kilogram bags. So I think all your gardens, and I want to say I'm cheating, while I'm testing rather, not cheating. Testing to see if you haven't mixed it because we've had a lot of customers said, oh, well, we've already planted our pots, Mm -hmm. so now we don't want to go and put the granules, mix it in because then we're going to disturb the roots. roots, If we had to put it on top, would it be sort of like a mulch? So I don't think it will work as well. I think you will have to put something. You almost need to take a straw, mm. drop the granules, drown the straw and then when you water it then those granules will swell further down. Um, but I am testing to see if it works on the top of the soil but I'm not having great success. So mm. put them down at the bottom, you know, I like the straw idea and then yeah, dropping that, them that down. That's a much
0: better idea, yeah.
1: Um, so that's also very important. And then also using things like, um, you know, if you wanted to make your home more festive, use your st- uh, spray paint some stones mm-hmm. and use those a month, or maybe spray paint some of your bark chips. And so you can make your home festive, but still looking after your plants. So I think that's quite a cool idea, too. Yeah. Then the things that might be coming to visit us uh, at Christmas I was just time. About to say, you know, <laughs> I'm listening and thinking about visitors, and I'm not just <laughs> thinking
0: about people coming to visit the house. I'm thinking, I'm having such an issue at the moment with. Flies and moths and ants and mosquitoes and one that I'm not scared of and I quite enjoy, of course, would be your Pop town prawns, which I love. Oh no way! Yes, yeah. sustainable,
1: can't stand They're so them. fantastic <laughs> for the garden.
0: Um, spiders, I just let them do their own thing, but don't let me see them because otherwise, it's it's complete madness. But um, the other ones, the stuff that you, you sit and you look at these, we understand that you need to have ants. I mean, people yeah. coming to me about termites at the moment. <gasps>
1: They're poor lawns. Yeah. I think people's lawns are suffering so much whether it be from the lack of water mm. or the insect activity because the insects are also looking for water, looking for food mm. and so they are just infesting people's lawns. Um, so the best thing to probably do is if you do have access to water is to water really nice and deeply to at least chase those insects as far down as possible mm. so they're not uh, agitating or eating any roots in your lawns. Um otherwise you might have to look at some of the pesticides that you can put in to get rid of the mole crickets or you know ants that are scurrying around and can either use granules or and t- what they do is the granules look like breadcrumbs mm. and then they take the granules and then they take them down to the nest and down in the nest they release a gas which helps get rid of ants and it's not causing too much problem on the surface.
0: Yeah, because people are saying, oh, we don't want to use pesticides. And I mean, I thought, okay, let me give diatomaceous earth a try. It seems to have absolutely no efficacy whatsoever when it comes to ants. These ants are just like, ah, really? <laughs> <laughs> then you have to use talcum powder, I think. And I think talcum powder,
1: well, I mean, we use it on our bodies, but I don't know if it is that good for you or not good for you. But it does still work and it's mm. relatively a safe thing to use. We find what we use quite a lot at home is the ant traps. Mm-hmm because then at least the ants can come in, the, we don't leave any toxins around, then they take the pest, the pesticide and disappear with it. So it's not exposed to any of the kids or the pets that we mm-hmm. have in the house which is awesome. Um, and then you can also start looking at actually using your plants. You know, But the thing with plants, like you were saying with the mosquitoes, and I think I might have mentioned this before but it's still my favorite, is my parents have a, bowl which is filled with pelargonium citronella mm. and then whenever they go in, in, at night it comes inside and just before they go to bed, they each go and like squeeze a little bit of the leaf or just touch the leaf. So it releases the citronella smell in their bedroom. And then they have no mosquitoes in the evening. And it's a very nice, safe thing to use.
0: Better than having doom. <laughs>
1: yes. Or some of the other things that we spray onto our bodies. And then in the, you know, during the day, then they take the pot outside and it gives beautiful full sun on their patios. Mm. So it su- serves that dual purpose. And the same within your kitchen, you could look at things like, you know, for the flies, you could put basil. Carefully on on your windowsill, not that it gets going to get full sun and burn, but as, again, unless you actually touch those leaves or bruise them, they're not really going to release any smell, so then they're not going to help. But if you do mm. bruise them or you start using them in your cooking, then that smell will act as a repellent. Which is really nice. I think you could even use lemon juice on your counters.
0: Oh no, I've tried that. That doesn't do a thing. Oh dear. Okay. No. Well, I'm, I'm thinking out the box. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I read that for moths, you can use um, white vinegar and just mm-hmm. wash down the shelves with white vinegar and then put some lavender in. Um, I seem to have fewer moths than there were before, so maybe it is starting to work, which is great because I can't stand it. You know, especially when you have kids around, and they don't close up the cereal packets properly. Mm. Next thing you know, that there's all kinds of things growing in there. <laughs> That's just just not much fun at all.
1: No. But when you talk about the lavender, one of the things Life as a Garden suggested is actually starting to put bunches of herbs together. So go Mm. and pick some lavender, maybe some rosemary and almost create a bouquet and then put that in your house or near your fruit bowls. So those will also release the essence slowly over time and it will protect your fruit and just make your house more beautiful naturally instead of sometimes using these room
0: misters that we use or diffusers that are available. Mm, a much better idea. a okay, natural we, way. I want to go back to something as you were saying when we were talking about growing edibles and growing strawberries with kids. Mm. Um, I saw a thing the other day where people were saying uh, it was on one of the Facebook groups for, I think, living seeds or, you know, for vegetable growers. Mm. And they were just saying, oh, yeah, look at this beautiful thing of growing lettuces and pallets. And then somebody turned around and said, yeah, but don't forget that that wood has been treated and you shouldn't really, it's just going back to what you said earlier about the using plastic gutters to grow food in. Mm. Make sure that you've got the right stuff and wood has been treated, not good for edibles.
1: No, I don't think so because, you know, the plants are absorbing the nutrients and the water that's coming from the soil that's mixed in. Mm. And because your water is going to be in direct contact with the wood, ideally you would either put some sort of a plastic down to protect the food, mm. uh, well, protect the nutrients or the pesticides from going into the food, the roots. Or I'm trying to think even, you know, if you were using like a weed guard or something, but I don't think it would be that good. Mm. Um, My best. Spet would say probably not to plant um, any edible crops as such in pallets that you know that have been treated mm. and most of the ones that we do buy are treated in some way. You know, rather just go and get an raw treated timber from yeah. one of your local hardwares. And use that and create your own pallets or your own bowls or your own square pots or that type of thing, which I think would be a much better idea. I know it's not a bit, bit, bit more hard work, but mm-hmm. then at least you know that there's nothing that's going to come into your food from the
0: actual plant or the soil. But if you've got a pallet, go and paint it with creosote and that should keep the termites away.
1: Yeah, and then you can use it to plant flowers, you yes. know, plant or plant a succulent garden. So yes. there's lots of other wonderful things that you could plant in pallets. And I mean, they really do look incredible when you see them on the walls. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just maybe, maybe not the edibles.
0: No. And just
1: look at what, and that actually makes us think we, you know, we should be aware of what we're planting into because you want the our healthiness are, to come through. Yes, yes, you know, our plants are. And that's again, it goes back to if you have a healthy soil, you're going to have a healthy plant and in the end, you're going to have a healthy body from all the exercise that you're going to do from gardening and you're going to be less stressed (laughs) because you've been eating so much chocolate yeah, Yeah, especially over the Christmas (laughs) season that's why you should be gardening you know all those mince pies really do build up
0: (laughs) (laughs) well Gary thanks so much Uh, you've given us some food for thought there and um, of course i mean, just saying to everybody get out and go and Mm -hmm. buy something which keeps on giving there's no point in just going and getting a box of chocolates rather (laughs) than giving it to Gary Um, but rather go and get a box of of succulents or something like that And uh, I'm sure that you are going to have a fantastic break um, over the season. And we'll catch up again with you next month.
1: Mm, Thank you very, very much. Happy holidays, everyone.
0: Happy holidays, everybody, indeed. And uh, don't forget, I'll be back again next week with another episode. So don't miss out. And above all, stay grounded. Bye-bye. For show notes and more information about this episode, go to solidgoldstudios.co.za forward slash grounded.